0: Blog Talk Radio
1: You're listening to Be the Light Now Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio and IPMNation.comside of
2: Ravenlight I hear the birds sing it's the science given me everything will be okay Sometimes when I wake
3: up and I'm wondering how my life would have been I didn't think I get a little stressed out every now and then
1: we have so much of the best of the best we're bringing it to you two shows seven days a week so what are you waiting for lines are open give us a call at 347-539-5349 You have the questions, we have the answers, bringing you the best of the psychic paranormal world has to offer. Only available here on Be the Light Now Radio Network. Proudly sponsored by TheMysticStore.biz for all your metaphysical and spiritual shopping needs. That's TheMysticStore.biz. Remember, all readings are for entertainment purposes only. They are not, and I repeat, not meant to replace any legal advice, as well as replace any medical advice and or treatments. If you are in need of any legal advice or medical diagnosis, please seek the help of a licensed professional in your area. Now, if you're ready, it's showtime. Good evening, everybody. It is Tuesday, April the 22nd, 2014. You're listening to Be The Light Now Radio, and I'm your host, Reverend Michael. Hopefully everyone has had themselves a nice day. I know I did. I went outside, did some yard work, relaxed a little bit, got to enjoy the beautiful springtime weather here in Florida. It's strange weather, but um, uh, it was... Uh, wasn't too bad. Sun started going down, started getting a little bit cooler, so which is which is nice for a change because uh, usually in Florida, last couple of years it seems like you go from winter straight into summer. At least we've had a fairly decent spring, so which is always good to do. And uh, you know, Happy Earth Day. Hopefully everyone did some wonderful things, and you know it's nice with what I've done in my front yard where I've extended my flower bed. Um, from being two feet by, was it 30 feet long, 20 feet long, uh, no, 10 feet long, and um, two feet wide, uh, what I went ahead and did was uh, extended it out to four feet and added onto it. So I've got uh, over, I think it's like 40, 40 feet of growing space. And what I did was I went ahead and put veggies in there. I got um, squash and onions and um, spinach, kales, some tomato plants, pepper plants, all that other great stuff in there growing. Um, put some uh, um, chamomile in there, some marigolds, some calendula, different things. So you can intermix some different herbs in there as well. And my neighbors were like, wow, that is so cool. And I got a lot of them saying, it's like, you know, I may just go ahead and do that. It's like I got to spend money every year on flowers. I might as well go ahead and put it into something I can eat. And I I said, well, that's what I'm doing with it. And even the owner of the park likes it. He goes, it looks nice. I said, well, thank you. And then, you know, you get to rotate the crops. So, you know, when you harvest something and you're done with it, you go ahead and pull it out. And then you go ahead and get something new and let that grow. So you can always change things, and there's so many different things you can go ahead and grow. And then, um, you know, different colored veggies, all that other good stuff. Um, And it's nice doing your part on Earth Day, because you figure if you have 20 feet, 20 square feet of grass, get it a couple inches high. That really doesn't do much for clearing the air, and helping the environment. Now, you take that same 20 square feet and you grow, you know, some kale and spinach and some tomato plants, and you get that to grow up anywhere from two feet to, you know, five feet sometimes, you know, some of the tomato plants get five, six feet high, you figure now you've gone from, you know, uh, 20, you know, whatever it is, it's uh, 20 square feet, and you go ahead and bring it from 20 square feet, and I don't know how to do the math on it, but it's only uh, two inches high. Then you all of a sudden bring it from two inches high up to a couple of feet. You're doing a lot more to clear the air. Uh, That's why, you know, trees, you know, when you go ahead and tear uh, down all these forests, and all of a sudden you're going to see all this pollution because there's nothing there to clear out the oxygen, to clear out the dirt and, and filter the air that we breathe. You know, the little bit of grass that you do grow in its place, isn't going to do any good. But when you start growing up as well as out, then that goes ahead and filters out a lot more. Um, and, yeah, you figure it's like, ooh, filtering out, then I'm going to eat this stuff. It's like it happens all the time. No matter what you do, you breathe in, you know, when you whether you're eating meats and all that, um, they're, you know, breathing in the air anyways. It's just like you are. But you do a lot more to help out the environment. And if you go ahead and compost and you go organic, and you do companion planting instead of putting all these chemicals into the ground, which will end up going back into you, um, you know, it's a win-win situation. Um, So if if a lot more people, you know, no matter what country you live in, chances are the politicians all have their pockets being lined by uh, Mancito and all these other big, that want to control everything want to tell you what you can eat, when you can eat, how you can go ahead and eat it, and you have to buy everything from them. And that's not what God intended. We're, you know, it's, we're, we're uh, they're trying to play God, trying to control everything. Those who control the food and water are the ones in power. And unfortunately, our big politicians are like, mm, oh, okay, we'll go ahead, we'll, we'll, we'll actually get away with it all, just keep giving me the money. Really, you can't take your money with you. You know, these people are like, oh, well, I've got to have a brand new Mercedes. i got to have, a, you know, this and that. And it's like, that's fine and dandy. But, you know, what are you doing for your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren? What kind of world are these politicians think that they're leaving to future generations? You know, and of course, a lot of them are multimillionaires anyways, and they're going to pass that money on to the kids, and the kids are going to go ahead and uh, still manage to keep some of the money, hopefully. And they can go ahead and buy, you know, the air purifiers and buy the, um, the healthier foods. But, you know, it's not going to be a great world to go ahead and live in where, you know, you have to go ahead and have, um, you know, air filtration systems inside your homes, get inside your vehicle. They're going to be having them inside there even more so. They're going to be like little cocoons. You walk outside and it's going to be like in uh, China and Hong Kong and all these other places where you can't see in front of you. Because the air quality is so bad. And is that what we're going to be doing to the whole planet? No matter where you go, it's going to be that bad. where you are going to have face masks on and everything else. And the ones who are suffering are the poor. You know, who can't afford to go ahead and, and uh, live in clean houses and clean environments. Big politicians will be like, oh, I don't care. Keep the money coming in. Got to have more coming in. And it's just all about greed. But if we all join together... And say, so, you know what, you know, fight your, your neighborhood associations, you know, where if they're having restrictions, no, nope, you can only put in flowers. Well, sneak in a couple of um, other veggies in between and, you know, they won't know. You know, put in, uh, you know, colorful peppers, you know, something that's inside there because they do have ornamental pepper plants, which they're not edible. But you can go ahead and, and intermix some in between where it's not actually a vegetable garden. You're just putting some inside your vegetable, inside your flower beds. But you know, fight them on it. Say, hey, you know, this is what I want to go ahead and do. And here in the United States, everything else is all about. Oh, my religious freedoms. Well, start complaining and saying, my religious freedom says that I need to start eating healthier. Um, I need to be more in touch spiritually and all. And I'm sorry, you're infringing on my rights to go ahead and do where I can grow my own vegetables. You know, start putting a twist back on on, uh, people and and do what you can to go ahead and not only help yourself out, but help out the environment. And, you know, you're going to notice a big difference. And... um, You know, for a couple of months there, I was doing a couple of the green smoothies with uh, the Nutribullet every day. And, um, you know, and I was feeling a lot better, um, not so sluggish, you know, wasn't having the upset stomach, the whole bit. And all of a sudden the Pepsi started calling me and saying, help me, drink me, drink me. And, I, you know, and I got the veggies, I'm like, well, I don't want to spend all the money on the veggies at the store. I've got to wait till the garden grows. Now the garden's growing and producing. And I'm drinking six, seven cans of the Pepsi a day. And I'm like, mm, upset stomach, have to take a pill, you know, uh, feeling sluggish. And I'm like, no, I've got to get back into doing the juicing and getting back into uh, doing the veggies and all. And you will feel a big difference. You know, like I said, uh, when I went ahead and did it, um, you know, I really felt it. And you do feel a lot better. And if you're opening up your abilities uh, to communicate with spirit more, then this is going to help you out a lot because you're going to be like, wow, I can really connect and all, and uh, everything's opening up more. And you know, when, like me, I've got to spent went to, you know, if you're in the United States, went to, like, Home Depot, uh, $99.00 and they had the um, double-bin compost tumbler. Put it together in like 30 minutes. And you can fill up one side with, um, you know, your greens and your browns and your kitchen scraps and your lawn cuttings and leaves. You know, whatever you have, put it all inside there. Tumble it. Keep going. Usually uh, every day you go out there, tumble it a couple of times. And in about a month, you can go ahead and get yourself some nice compost. You know, one side is cooking as they call it then the other side you're filling up and you keep tumbling them and then in no time at all you're going to start getting compost and like for me i raised the fork chickens in the back all organic you know it's non-gmo foods that they have uh for their um laying feed throw the greens in there cut the grass cut out some flowers you know the weeds the whole bit feed them to the girls girls love them and they go ahead and eat those. If I have any lettuce or any uh, greens left over from the garden, throw those in there for them, Um, get the eggs, take their manure, compost it, and a couple more weeks should be nice and ready uh, to go ahead and add it to the garden. So it's all going to be a win-win situation, and it's helping out the environment, doing a lot less going into landfills. So it doesn't take much. I even got some neighbors who are like, well, you know, I can save some compost for you, you know, some, you know, kitchen scraps and everything else. So no meats, no dairy, you know, nothing like that. Just all uh, greens, uh, vegetables, things like that, and put them inside there. Um, you know, and it will make a big difference. You know, it's less going into the landfills. You can do the same thing with um, shredded paper. You get your bills and all. Most everything now is soy-based ink. So you can go ahead, and as long as they're not the shiny paper, Put them in uh, in a shredder, shred them up into small pieces, add them to your compost pile. They'll go ahead and break down. You can take that same shredded stuff if you want to, line your garden with it as a mulch. It'll help keep down moisture and everything else. And it will go ahead and add some nutrients back into there. Uh, But there's, there's all different ways that you can go ahead and do that. And you will notice that you are able to go ahead and do a big difference for the environment, and you'll be throwing a lot less trash out. I know I'm going to probably get ready this year and um, start growing. You know, It's a win-win for the girls. I'm going to grow some um, compost worms, some worms for them, so they get their own little treats, again, bugs and everything else anyways. But what happens is when you go ahead and put in um, shredded paper and some other things, in uh, with the worms, they go ahead and they burrow through that, and they eat some of the stuff. And then their little castings and droppings are wonderful in the garden. So I'm gonna by next year, I'm gonna have killer tomatoes and you know all these other greens that are like my neighbors gonna be like, wow, what the heck did you put in your garden? It's like, shh, it's a secret. You know my poor neighbor though, she hears the girls squawking first thing in the morning when they lay an egg, and it's just like, oh girls, quiet, quiet. So my neighbor's like, she's, you know, I don't know if you believe in aliens or not. I said, well, yeah, why? She's, well, I think we have some living up in your tree. I said, why? She goes, I hear them first thing in the morning. They're squawking and making a rocket suit. And I'm like, the heck is over there making that noise? And I I just started laughing. I said, I have no idea. I said, I hear it too. She's, what kind of, you know, what's doing it? I said, I don't know. But it's because we have to be a little hush-hush where I'm at right now while they're trying to change a lot of the ordinances on, um, on raising them, so it's kind of a gray area where I'm at. And not only that, but if you start telling your neighbors that you're going ahead and you are raising chickens, they're all going to be knocking on the door and wanting eggs. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, well, I wanted them, and then I want not have enough for me. So, you know, kind of keep it a little hush-hush. And I have a few neighbors that I know that are really tight with money, and I'm like, hey, you know, i got an extra dozen eggs here. You know, would you like one? Because you figure four girls... Three, four eggs a day, that's almost uh, three dozen eggs a week. So it, they add up quickly, too. But, as you know, it's Earth Day. That's why I figured I'd talk a little bit about doing all that wonderful stuff. And you can make the difference as well. You know, uh, find out. Um, go to your local library. Some local libraries uh, will do free classes, especially... Um, In the States right now, in the Northern Hemisphere, we're going into spring, going into summer. They'll probably be having some classes on uh, compost and how to recycle, how to go ahead and do things, especially with Earth Day was today. You know, a lot of places around are doing them. Um, I know where I live, also we have a Habitat for Humanities. Well, the local store, they also have um, a... uh, garden in the back and they have classes in it there and how to go ahead and compost and how to go ahead and grow veggies and everything else and they actually have a community garden where you can spend so much money a month and you can help grow your own stuff your own produce there and any I guess the stipulation is any extras that go go into the farmer's market so people can actually go ahead and buy stuff and everything just goes ahead and, and keeps on going to keep the local um, the local garden growing so there's lots of little things you can do. Check out your little, li- you know, local library. A lot of times they have things going on there. Um, you know, some colleges, some communities, uh, community centers. They'll be doing some things as well. And if not, ask them. So you know, ask around. Go to a metaphysical place. Go to a pagan place. Go to you know, look at the pagan groups. Different things like that. And say, hey, you know, is there anything in this area? Because a lot of them will be doing that too. Because you know, earth-based religions. They're here to go ahead and help out and do things for the community and help take care of Mother Earth. So they'll give you some ideas. And if not, if you're like, I don't want to go ahead and do all this, but I don't mind taking the stuff and putting it aside and then letting someone else use it. And, you know, There'll be people out there that will be glad to do that. I okay, said so I'm going to be um, taking some of my neighbor's stuff And uh, using some of their greens and everything that they go ahead and collect and i put that in a compost and whatever greens that I have uh, that I haven't finished using up, I'll go ahead and feed to the girls. So it's going to be like a win-win situation. And um, so we're, you know, you help out each other and do the best you can and you can make a big difference, especially for those of you who have children and grandchildren. What kind of world are we going to be leaving for them? You know, and you may not think, oh, well, the little bit I do isn't going to make a difference. No, but if you start that and your other neighbor starts it and another neighbor starts that, next thing you know, your whole community is doing that. And then if it goes ahead and continues on, you know, your city will start doing it. And, you know, even more more and more is going to start doing it. You'll start seeing it now in New York City, L.A., a lot of the big cities where they have rooftop gardens. And they're growing all this produce. Uh, for the local restaurants, and then they're giving the extras to the homeless shelters. Whatever they don't have that they don't need, they're going ahead and uh, and helping out and giving back. And it's uh, the air quality they're showing has improved a lot because you know you're converting all of this um, you know the rooftops from being just uh, asphalt-covered dirt traps to um, actually you know, producing things, um, apples, oranges, and growing trees up on the rooftops. So there's a lot of things that you can do, but it takes one person to go ahead and get things started. And I said, I've got my neighbors around here now, they're like, I want to go ahead and do that. So I said, well, let me know, I'll help you. doesn't take much to do, it's just, you know, a little bit of elbow grease, a little bit of work, and uh, and get it going, so... You know, you can make a difference. Speaking of making a difference, we have with us a phenomenal show, and I love when she's on here. I'm so glad. You know, it was wonderful when she was on maternity leave because she brought another beautiful soul onto this wonderful, crazy planet that we have. But it's so good to have the very beautifully gifted, all the way from Australia, Mrs. Kat Edwards. Welcome back, Kat.
2: Hi. Thank you for having me. And that was lovely what you were talking about just now. Uh, Earth Day is so important, and we should be every day, you know, and I think that what you're talking about really is a, a culture, uh, a way of, of living, isn't it?
1: Yep, and, you know, and it does become, you know, every day, you know, mm. when you start going ahead and doing it, not just, uh, you know, like I said, the one day for Earth Day, but uh, it can make a difference, and, you know, it is good to be able to do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it. It's uh, really getting back to the way we used to be anyway because we used to live in small villages and we used to till the soil and we used to raise chickens and, you know, we used to have gardens in our backyards and have our own fruit and veg. So it's, it's good to, to see that that's beginning to come back into the cities. I was really pleased to hear that about LA. That's a wonderful thing.
1: Yeah, it's great because uh, so many of them are starting to do that with the rooftops. And I think like um, Disney is doing it also, all of their food, all of their veggies and all of their, they grow um, in Disney. And there's even some airports around that do vertical gardening and all their restaurants get all their produce from there.
2: Mm. I saw an invention, a guy that was um, converting uh, unused buildings in cities into um Uh, hydroponic gardens and uh, so the indoor hydroponic gardens and um, I thought that was a really great idea powered by uh, solar energy Um, but I wanted to ask you with the seeds that you were using are they um, independently generated seeds because I, I saw a Michael Moore documentary a couple of years ago and uh, something you said just now about co- big corporations owning the food over there in America. Uh, apparently they, they even come down to the seeds and um, there's some corporations there that own the seeds and if you're an organic farmer, and you want to independently grow your seeds, if some of the farmer next door's seed who is own, whose seed is owned by that company wafts over into your land because plants go to seed uh, then then you become liable by that um big corporation, and there's a lot of uh good farmers out there from what I understand who are really suffering because of this big these big corporations owning the food industry in such a way so it seems to me that getting in and having your own garden um is is really taking back that personal power away from the un un uh faceless men you know who think that they own everything that we eat
1: yeah and it is true because you know like i said the you know the seeds drift go over there and then all of a sudden they're starting to grow you know, the crops so there's, you know, cross-contamination mm. uh, and, you know, the big uh, uh, pharmaceutical seed companies, you know, are, we're trying to go ahead and sue a lot of the small farmers. So now a lot of them are fighting back and it is helping, but, um, you know, they are trying to control everything. But now if you go to the big seed companies, a lot of them are saying, you know, non-GMO, um, especially if they're heirloom varieties as well, so you can go ahead and mm. get some of the older seed stock and a lot of them are like nope we're we're not going that way we're staying the way we always have been so you can still mm, find um find some of the seeds around and uh, some of the plants and grow them
2: mm. that's, that's good because you really need to keep it pure it, you know that if it's uh, a plant's in its purest form and you consume that, that's better for your body than something that's gem- genetically modified and has some company logo stamped on the inside of it.
1: Yeah, that's why um, everything I bought was um, from a company that uh, said, you know, non-GMO, the non-genetically modified. Uh, if I can get the heirloom seeds for certain things, I was going ahead and getting mm. those. So I know that they're um, as pure as you can get.
2: Yeah, yeah, and th- and that's really that's really good because your partner needs he's got his health conditions too, so he needs to have uh, really high quality food.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, uh, it's important, and you know, and I tell everyone, I say, you know, look and ask questions, and if you go into uh-huh. a seed company and they're not saying non-GMO, um, then go someplace else. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, you ultimately have the power. It's your money in your hand. You earned it. So you have the power to spend it where you like. And it, it makes it difficult, though, because the big businesses sell the food. You know, we walk down um, here in Australia, there's Woolworths and Coles. They call it the big duopoly. They're the two major supermarket chains. And so, um, you know, you ultimately find yourself... Uh, ending up there a couple of times a year even if you by principle don't like shopping there and uh, you just don't know how old the fruit and veg are apart from anything else because a lot of what happens here is uh, such a a vast country and only so much arable land Um, food's produced and then trucked into depots and markets and then it's stored And it can be stored for quite a while before it's then trucked to the different locations. So you just don't know how long your fruit and veg have been sitting around before they get to you and therefore um, how good are the enzymes and and the the multivitamins and minerals that are contained in those fruit and veg. So I found, uh, you know, I suffered from chronic fatigue medically diagnosed from the time I was uh, 19 and I went on a very strict, very fresh fruit diet, never really got well. And it wasn't until I got a high-quality fruit and veg supplement, multivitamin and mineral supplement plus fruit and veg supplement from an organic uh, supplier that I started to get well because my body was just desperate for the nutrients and I couldn't get it out of um, multivitamin producers from uh, umpteen other companies that i had tried it wasn't until i found one that actually goes in and they they grow the food and they produce the multivitamin from the food that they grow but they don't just do that they buy out the land all around where they're going to grow and they they rent it back to the farmer's and um they create an industry of organic farming in that area in that region and make it so that everything is in its purest form and uh supplements i'm i can't find function. And even on i diet. so it's all around well just good fruit and veg just been... It. We've really got to, to go back to our basics. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Getting there, and you don't have a... And you'd be amazed at how many plants be hot plant. You put a land tree, and then you put carrots, carrots, and lots of other things all in one big hot plant, and you can have that. So anyone can do it
1: yeah and um, yeah you're breaking up a little bit, but um you know you never know how long anything stays in the market before you even get it there. I mean, they have a sell by date uh but that's because um you know, it lets them know it's like oh okay, it's been sitting on a, on a shelf for a while, and um you know eggs they can be uh a couple of weeks before they're even um uh, get into the store between shipping and everything else. So, you you know, the eggs you buy at the store may already be, um, you know, four or five weeks old.
0: Oh, you know, that's can, terrible.
1: So, but, um, you know, they can uh, usually go uh, a couple of weeks. So you're looking, uh, you know, about six weeks, seven weeks, or even longer than that. So a couple of months. Wow. Um, for farm fresh. And it depends, too. You know, if they've, uh, you know, when you put them, buy them from the store, they go ahead and they clean them and they wash them and it, the eggs have a protective um, coating on them. Mm. So once you go ahead and do that, they'll lose their freshness a lot quicker.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a pity. I always, with eggs, uh, being a woman and having had three babies, I'm afraid I always think about the poor chicken and how she has to give birth to that egg. <laughs> so I know, when I girl, look at
1: yeah. I hear them in the morning, all of a sudden they squawk, and yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, uh-uh.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're giving birth every day, those chickens, yep. to an egg. And that's no mean feat. Uh, that, is, that puts a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy to create the egg, and there's a lot of energy to push that, that thing out. So, you now I think that... Um, the whole food industry needs an overhaul because we really need to also love and appreciate the animals that keep us alive. And uh, one one of the things that we do at home every so often is we give thanks before we eat and we thank the, the plants and the animals that made a sacrifice so that we can live on. And I think it's really important to think about the fact that it's not just food it's come to us from somebody or something and many hands too to generate that food have brought it to it, to you from the person who planted the seed into the soil to the harvester to the packager to the person who sold it to you now this there's, there's so many hands that bring the food to you as well so there's so many reasons to be appreciative of that food but if you brought it to your own plate from your own garden there's just something very very sweet about it and it just it, it makes it even better it, the The gratitude factor should be blanketly there for everything but there's just something magical about watching, watching your garden grow I'd love to see some pictures of your garden Michael have you got yeah, some up on your you. Facebook page
1: Yeah, I've got some on there. I have some of the girls and all. And, um, you know, I've been reading up because always about the safety. And, you know, like we were talking about keeping things under. And one thing that everyone, you know, likes is, um, you know, their eggs for different things. And here in the United States now, we seem to be about the only country that keeps them in the refrigerator. And, you know, according to the the way that the uh, USDA recommends is the farmer has 30 days. Uh, maximum before they can you know where they can ship them out so you know you can if it's laid on april 1st they don't have to ship it out until um, 30 days later then the store has 30 days after that to actually sell it and then they recommend about another five weeks for you uh, to be able to keep it in the refrigerator wow so so that's that's a lot on there um, now if you go ahead and buy them from a farm You know, you're a lot better because, like you said, you don't know how many people have touched them. Mm. You know, how many times have you gone in, you know, when you go to, the, especially here in the States, you go into the market and um, you're grabbing the eggs and you're checking to see if they're broken. And you're like, oh, no, I don't like these. You put them back and someone else goes in there and touches them. How many other people have gone into the store and they're sneezing and they're touching the eggs and they're handling the produce and everything else? That's why you should always wash your foods because you don't know how many people have touched them. Mm. And if you grow your own stuff, you don't have to worry about it because you know the only hands that have touched the food is your own.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. So, so do you refrigerate the eggs down in um, Australia or no?
2: Yeah, yeah, we do, but I think that that harks back to it just being such a hot climate, and uh, but they they're not refrigerated in the supermarket um they are they some it depends on which supermarket you go to because eggs tend to be a really high turnover product here in australia everybody eats eggs all the time um so like there's a supermarket called aldi that don't um refrigerate their eggs and but they've got a high turnover egg stock and then there's another one coles that do but um i think well, the the local one near me does. I I don't know if that's every single one though, because I've I've seen them on just normal shelves and not in a refrigerated shelf, as well. So, uh, but the majority of people do keep them in the fridge, as far as I understand. But the chefs um, that are on the TV, the TV chefs here in Australia, are often encouraging people to keep them on the bench, because apparently they cook better if they're room temperature. Yes. But we've got a we've got an interesting thing happening with the egg industry here where um you can call your eggs free range but they're not necessarily certified and proven to be free range. So there's a lot of people who want to buy free range eggs. And they're thinking that they're getting eggs from happy chickens, but they're not necessarily happy chickens at all. So there's a a big overhaul of the industry down here as far as free-range goes and what that means. And um, I'm a bit of a suspicious person. I'm uh, suspicious. suspicious. I I tend to be a bit sceptical about some things. And and I was always wondering if these free-range eggs were free-range. And then I saw it on the news. So it was... Yeah, well, this makes sense because they're actually selling the free-range eggs at two, two, three, four dollars more than they do the cage eggs. Yep. So, uh, I mean, I understand you can pack more chickens into cages and and get more eggs, but they're so unhappy. You know, oh, yeah. they're just so sad, the poor things. And if it, anybody, uh, you'd know, having pet chickens, if anyone out there has ever been a friend of a chicken you'll know that they're just the best friends. They, I used to have them as pets as kids. They've got such amazing personalities. And they're just the best. They're absolute great characters. And uh, to to have these dynamic, beautiful women all locked up in cages and expected to give birth every day, just, it's just very, very sad.
1: Yeah, because I've got mine in... Um, mine don't necessarily uh free range uh but they do have a run where they can go ahead and um scratch at the ground, peck for the bugs um and you know they're not in you know they're in an area where they can go ahead and run around flap around so, so they're in yeah. you know, the four of them are in like almost fifty square feet uh yeah. which is more than enough for them uh from what I was saying to to have them to be happy,
2: yeah, well, I think that's what a lot of backyard. Uh, chicken enthusiasts here do as well. They've got a chicken coop, and um, you can actually get a humidifier, and you can watch them hatch, which is something really wonderful. And and then raise them up yourself, and then, and put them in your your coop, and um, they're hand raised, so they come to you, and it's just really lovely.
1: And it's a great way too for um, I know you know people are like well okay, what does this have to do with you know being doing readings and all that but um, I noticed too when you need to meditate and you just need to quiet your mind you just go out there with them go out in the garden and go out there with the chickens I do that when I'm out there with them I'll sit there and they just you know I'll get lost just watching them walking around and pecking at everything else or just even when they're laying there trying to dust themselves and yeah (laughs) it is very relaxing and quiets your mind so and that will help you to
2: yeah that's what I do with my aquariums I, I i don't keep chickens here where i'm at i'm I'm renting and I, i'm unable to keep chickens here but i have two aquariums and i just sit and stare at those fish and it is just the best it is the biggest de-stress for me and if i'm out and about and i, got, I can't get home i'll find a shop that sells fish and i'll an aquarium shop and i'll go there and stare at their fish Uh, It's just something really calming about being around animals and watching them just do their thing.
1: Very relaxing. Mm. So uh, how can everyone reach you for a private one-on-one reading?
2: Uh, You can connect with me at catedwardsclairvoyant.com and my first name, Cat, is spelt with a C so y i've uh, I've revamped my website and I've still got a few things to change there, but it's pretty easy to find me. just click on spiritual coaching and readings and then uh just click on the um uh the the part of the page that's that uh it says for a reading inquiry and I'll get back to you as soon as I can so I'm ten hours ahead of people in the u s a and uh so my my business hours are eight p m to ten p m these days here in brisbane australia uh so I think that's pretty much early morning sort of uh time so if, if you wanted to have a reading with me over the phone or skype it it would be before work um or I can do it in the afternoons or and evenings on the weekend so I can still Talk to you midday my time, which is where I'm at now. It's actually 10 past one, and and it's night time for you guys, so okay, I, like can, I can I can connect. With, yeah, so I can I can connect with people of an evening on the weekends too in the US. Otherwise, I can uh, read you over email, which I just did. I did an email re- reading last night for a lady, so. Uh, There's ways that we can get around the time differences, and I have a lot of clients come out of the USA and Canada. It's really great. I really enjoy speaking with you. Well,
1: cool. Now, when you took a little leave of absence to have a wonderful bundle Mm -hmm. of joy, um, did it affect your abilities at all? Did, did Did it enhance them?
2: I have to say that everything is easier now. Well, um, things came to me easily enough before. I mean, I was able to make a living out of my gifts. Uh, but I just find that things flow better for me these days. I I don't really know exactly why, uh, but but things do. Things really do flow better for me these days and so I, I maybe it has something to do with what happened to me after I had the baby I had a lot of swelling on the brain and maybe that rejigged my brain a bit <laughs> made, it, made it better for me I'm not sure but um, yeah it it is it's and it's a much softer energy now that I feel when I connect with people and when I do readings. And also, at the same time, extremely focused. So once I hone in, I'm I'm extremely focused and and things just rattle out of my mouth until the message has been given across much better than before. So, yeah, overall, it's worked out. It's worked out really well. Oh, cool. Well, do you want
1: to go ahead and grab a few calls and see if we can help out?
2: Yeah, let's do that.
1: All righty. Let's uh, bring on Craig from Las Vegas. Hi, Craig.
4: Doing tonight. I'd like to thank you for taking my call.
1: You're welcome. So how can Kat help you tonight?
4: Uh, yes, yeah, so my question for tonight is um, I'm talking to a woman named Crystal. and Not Crystal, but uh, what's her name? <laughs> I'm talking to her, uh, Kristen. Sorry, Kristen. And, you know, really on quite well, but I noticed um, – that There's some social issues with her I just want or something is not right. I just wonder if you can pick that up on me.
2: Hi, Craig. Can you tell me um what age Kristen is?
4: she's twenty nine
2: okay i I'm just going to focus in on her. I'll be silent for about two seconds while I just get into her energy. All right, Um, the first thing that came to my mind straight away, the words were masks, she's masking something, so she's putting up a big mask. She has a lot of hurts from the past there and she's really holding back quite a bit. She's masking a lot of things. Does she um, find it hard to connect to her emotions, do you think, or connect emotionally with others? Yeah, Yeah, so... So, what were you going to say?
4: Yeah, so I'm going to give you an example of it, like yesterday um, she was telling me that she has anxiety or whatnot, and she said that uh, she has limitations. And I told her, it's like, well, the only limitations that we have in this world are the ones we put on ourselves. And she kind of blew up on me on that. And I'm like, whoa. I was really trying to encourage her. And she's like, well, she took it as if I was not accepting her for who she was.
2: So you understand, Craig, that, Uh, her reactions are a reflection upon herself and they're actually nothing to do with you. If you're coming from a place of good, kind intentions and you're not at all trying to hurt her in any way with your conversation, then you have to realize that everything that's coming out of her mouth is uh, issues from herself, from her heart and soul. And she's Really, when I, when I focus in on her, I see someone who keeps shaking their head like it's in a whirlwind and she can't get, it, get her mind straight. And I feel somebody who's been really downtrodden and hurt in the past. I'm also concerned that maybe she's experienced some domestic violence in her family home as she was growing up and possibly even some sexual abuse or molestation. This is somebody who's been hurt quite a bit and you will be taking on a challenge in being her friend. I don't know how much you really want to go into a romantic relationship with her um, if you're up for the challenge you you would have to wait quite a while for her to break down a lot of the barriers, I think that it could be worth it but I think that overall you're better off to, to keep her as a friend and to help her to understand herself but there's a lot of issues that she avoids and um, they're also saying to me some taxation costs and issues around her with finances so this is someone who um masks herself. She's masking a lot about who she is. But I'm not saying she's a bad person at all. It's just that I'm I, I feel that she has a lot of issues and anger and deep seated resentments and uh you you just have to be careful around her that you don't end up accidentally continuously pressing buttons and creating a lot right. of dramas for yourself with her. Um I think there should be a lot of hard work. But right. uh I, I think also that she's a you know there's a lot of kindness and there's a lot of beauty in her and, and that's obviously something that you see. Does that make yeah, sense? I see
5: that. It
4: makes a lot of sense. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, and I have to think it um basically um, awakening me, <laughs> enlighten me on that on that aspect. We um, do see something better coming for me.
2: When I focus on on you, I, I see you as somebody who sort of strolls along in life with a little bit of a goose step, so a little bit of a funny old walk. So you're somebody who's a little bit happy-go-lucky and a little bit sort of have to have a bit of fun. And... That's a really positive trait to have, um, but I also see you as a rescuer and also somebody who picks up strays and, and whether animals or people or plants or anything like that, you've got to help, you've always got to help, you've got a good kind heart. and. I would encourage you to start looking at how you can help the community rather than individuals because you're going to continuously get stamped on if you if you always look at helping individuals. You need to find somebody who's healed in themselves, who loves themselves, loves their body, loves who they are, loves their work, loves life. We all have ups and downs, but we can mm-hmm. still have a healthy perspective while we go through ups and downs. And so if you're helping people in the community doing whatever soup chins or whatever it is that you want to do, you've got that aspect of your personality sorted and you also know where to take people in the community if you find someone who needs help so you're not taking them on yourself because you'll get burnt out pretty fast if you continue to do that. As far as a timeline of people, I mean of of finding a romantic partner, I keep seeing a period of six around you and it's interesting because six is the number of love as well but it, it really is six months to six years so let's hope it's six months for you. I don't get dates Unfortunately, spirit just gives me timelines. Um, but I, I see you being able to connect with someone and I feel that if you go towards working in community services, you'll meet somebody who also is motivated along that line and that you'll be able to work together to help create a better world. You've got such a beautiful spirit, Craig. You're, you're really such a lovely person. It won't be long before you find someone who's worthy of your affections. Does that make sense to you?
4: It certainly does. It certainly does. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, that's my pleasure. Good luck. Good
1: luck. Thank you. Good night, Craig. Good night. Interesting message. Mm. Well, let's go ahead and see what we can do for Catherine in Florida. Hi, Catherine.
5: Hi, Michael. How are you doing this evening?
1: We're doing great. How can Kat help you?
5: Hi, Kat. Hi. This is (laughs) going to be much like Craig, but (laughs) I don't have somebody who's, you know, being a downer. In fact, I don't have anybody romantically, and that's why I was wondering if you saw somebody in the future or whenever. I just heard you say something about not giving timelines.
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I get periods of time I don't I don't get um I don't get dates very well. That's just not what happens for me. Um Catherine, you got plans to go away and travel? I'm hearing two things, travel and study around you. No, not uh, travel. Okay. That I'm well, I'm aware. let Mm. Okay, well, I'm just going to leave that there because I I do feel that there will be some travel for you, um, and yeah. just remember that you can you can travel regionally, you can travel interstate, you can travel overseas. You don't have to be. If you're packing a bag overnight, you're going traveling somewhere. So there's some interesting interactions with someone around travel and it's travel and study I keep hearing and then I just heard seminar so I don't know what you do for a living but if you need to travel for work and there's some involvement where you have to learn something this is the time and that's the environment for you to meet somebody I do feel around that time that you'll meet someone who's living like opposite ends so if you're you're living in Florida they might live in Maine or something like that Um, Mm -hmm. and there's there's a, a very heartfelt connection um the 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 feeling that I get for you I'm just going to I'm going to put it out there I feel like you're going to meet somebody when you're away um, we're going to have a connection with them, but nothing more is really going to come of it until another conspiracy f- uh, uh, from spirit happens and an event creates the two of you coming back together. And I think that the second time you come back together, you would be like, oh my God, this really is meant to be, let's do something about this. So I feel like you just really need to continue to channel your energies into the positive aspects of your life and be that good person that you are and you will find that things will begin to grow and you will also find that you're going to start meeting all the right people and more and more of the right people as you keep flowing with your life. So there is someone, there is a, a beautiful deep connection but it's like, well, it's just not right time, um, maybe he's married or you're you're at that moment in time not really ready or whatever the re- issue is, it's left but then it comes back. You come back together and I get a period of three about sure. finding each other again. So that's three three weeks, months, years. So you'll, mm-hmm. you'll find each other again and around that time the, the romance will blossom. So I'm sorry I'm not saying yes, next week and it'll be fantastic. But look, this is a, that's a real love story there. So mm-hmm. um, I think it'll be worth it and it'll be worth the challenges and the events to come in order to create that into your life. I okay. I see you working together but I also just had a flash in my mind of you being like on a ranch. So I don't know where your seminars are necessarily going to be held or where you might have future events but I saw you on a ranch with horses with this guy. So um I feel that you may have some time out together in the country uh, but, uh, and and the other thing I, and now I've just gotten I, I got the uh, symbol which is uh, I know that it's a companionship that will last a long time because I just had a flash in my mind of old granny in a rocking chair knitting which to me it always <laughs> means growing old <laughs> so that's growing old together so that. I do feel that there is a lovely companion coming for you, and it's just that it's a bit of a love story, and there will be some challenges with it, but overall it's going to work out. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a lot to look
3: forward
1: to.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Kat. Okay, good luck.
5: Thanks. Have a nice
2: evening, Michael.
1: You too, Catherine. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's bring on Evie. Hi, Evie.
3: Hi, Reverend Michael. Hi, Kat. This is Danny Abby. I'm so glad I got through. Hi,
0: so, Danny. How, how are you? you?
3: I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I do have a question, and it is I'm allowing my husband to stew for a while now, actually since December. And I'm wondering whether can can you shed some light on this? Will we be growing old together, uh, or should I stop letting him stew? Should what should be my next step? I'm always the one that's offering the, the olive brand, branch.
5: Okay.
2: And Danny, um, are you guys still living together?
3: Well, I'm now in Argentina tending to my mother-in-law, so um and he is in new york i will be going back home in two weeks Fine.
2: okay okay i thought there might have been a bit of a physical separation so the two of you have had a lot of time apart right your mother-in-law so that's his mother yes yes so you're going her. and doing his job
3: I, well he did a lot of it um, my work is not very flexible so, I'm here tending to her and making sure that she's got the services and um I do a lot for her it's my this was my wanting my desire mm.
2: okay well, um he's got a lot to be grateful for then because that's his mother and yeah, really I love her. Um, um as much as you love her, it's his mother, and really it's his obligation to her that he's letting you take up so i um i think that when you get back and you get back together as far as seeing each other goes um there will be some awkward conversations about a few things i also see some bottles of wine um so i feel that the two of you will have a few drinks and I think that the conversation will get a little bit heated there. I can also see it getting a bit nasty. Um, but I, I see that you have done a lot of personal growth and that you have faced a lot of challenges and that you're able to thre- see through a lot of that and that you're able to cut right to the psychological challenge that he poses and, and put forward a lot of things to him that he's, he's not necessarily thinking you know so i i would just stick to your guns if i were, were you um as far as staying together i think that depends on whether or not he is going to man up right does that make sense yes it um, so. because he feels to me like he acts a bit like a child <laughs> yes yes yeah. that's so why when when he When he talks to you, it's a parent-child conversation, you being the parent, him being the child. And it really needs to be adult to adult. And he gets frustrated, like a teenager. He gets frustrated because you're not treating him like an adult, but he doesn't act like one. So it's it's a catch-22 on his behalf until he gets the chip off his shoulder and wakes up to himself. So... um, I, I, I mean, I, I'm no counselor, I'm no Doctor Phil, but I would, I would say, that, really, what have you look at what you've got out of this relationship? You've obviously got a wonderful friend and his mother, um, and uh, decide, evaluate whether or not this is fulfilling you. And in the end, Danny, choose happiness. Right. Choose happiness, because happiness is what life is all about the pursuit of happiness it's It's not about suck it up, you have to be unhappy so that you can do your duty that's That's not the way life works anymore
3: okay, okay, and I'm also interested in changing my career um, Do you see anything for me there? I'm looking into possibly Interior design, will will I be fruitful
2: in it? Um, Yes, but I also think that you're a writer, and if you're going to do it, you need to write about each and everything that you do. I want to encourage you. So if you were to come and redesign... I don't know, say Richard Gears house interior. Uh you may not want you may not be legally able to say this is Richard Gears house but you may be able to um take photographs of before and after and talk about it. Uh and put it all together and show how you've created it. And um I I don't know if you have to retrain in order to do this. It's a totally
3: different career for me.
2: Okay. Bringing forward from assignments, everything that you learn, be very aware, everything that you're learning about the fact that you can then use that to uh, teach the novice, the uh, amateur who's not going to take the time to become the professional, but has an interest. And from there, you're able to bring through aspects. I keep hearing Feng Shui Designs.
3: Oh great! Okay. Does that
2: make sense to you? Oh uh, yeah,
3: um, but yeah.
2: oh god, I got I got a massive true shiver. Then, yeah, Feng Feng Shui designs is something that you really need to take on board. But uh, I want to encourage you to create uh, books or to create um, software for the novice, the amateur, to help them to work out how they can to to read it to design it i want to encourage you to have a goal that makes you the expert
3: oh wonderful oh god this is wonderful thank you so very very much
2: so oh, very, my pleasure
3: I, I i'm i'm glad we connected Reverend yeah. Martha, thank you
1: you're welcome my dear let us know everything goes
3: absolutely. absolutely bye-bye
1: okay bye-bye
2: bye Danny connected, Danny connected with me on Facebook a couple of days oh, nice. ago. She she heard an archive show, and then yeah. she she um, inboxed me and wanted to know when when I was back on. It's really nice to speak to her.
1: Cool. Yeah, a lot of people have been wondering when you were coming back, and they're even in the chat room. It was like, oh, when's she coming back on again? So.
2: Well, it's so nice. It's so nice to know that people are are happy and and appreciative because it's it's a real joy for me to come on and talk to everybody.
1: Let's see then what we can do then for Patty in California. Hey, Patty.
6: Hello. Hi, Kat. How are you? Hi. (laughs)
1: Good, is How are
6: you? Oh, Good. I am actually very good, and I really don't even know after listening what my question is, but I was just wondering if maybe Spirit just had a message for me. i, I kind of been doing uh, work like yourself for a long time, and I'm kind of at, I feel like very eager about something, you know, like it's brewing, and I really just don't know what direction Spirit might want me to look at, so maybe you could, you know, help me with that.
2: How's your health, Patty? I keep good. seeing your knees keep seeing your knees are a bit sore there's some energy um building up in your knees and it's a grounding energy you need to bring that through into the ground so um uh just something to be aware of uh maybe do some squats or get some acupuncture Draw that energy out of your knees and into the ground. You need to be a little bit more grounded. That's going to help you with uh, the next passage in your life. Um, I feel that you need to do seminars and lectures. You have a lot of knowledge there. Have you written any books? I've got a blog going. Um, yes, yes,
6: that's exactly what I've been doing is writing a book. Okay. So, um yeah, and I, and this so is what brand new brand new for me to do, so I'm really just learning how to write a book and get it kind of out there. So I I don't really know the avenues yet. I'm just in the middle of it. So um
2: okay. I think that's I where think I'm
6: at right now.
2: Just in the middle hearing, of everything. I keep hearing blog series, so um, I don't know what don't site you're on, but on WordPress you can put all your blogs together and create a book. So,
1: um,
2: And you can also create e-books through Amazon, Um so and and Balboa Press is another one. So have a have a think about that. But it can be quite cheap to upload an e-book. If you want to get it printed to be a hard copy, then that's a different story and can cost a, a little bit of money, several thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But then you have to go and market yourself as well, and that's, that's the other aspect of it. But you have a niche that you have, something important that you have to teach that you can't see that's out there at the moment uh, in the spiritual industry. And it's brewing inside you. As you said, you keep feeling it, but you don't know where it's, come, where it's going to come. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Just allow things to flow. Let things unfold. Be flexible. You've, got a f- mm-hmm. you've had a few hard knocks, and there's a couple more coming, but they're going to really going to teach you, really to, and, and, they're and they're going to make you grow. grow. And I see and someone I handing someone you a handing book you that will remind you of a, lot, you of a lot, lot of things, of things, things that, you that you should be doing, be doing. Um, mm-hmm. and um, that's and also that going to help go bring, it bring it all together. together. Uh, you I have... have um, um, you you they're have calling it a highlight on a show. So I feel like once you get yourself a little bit more of a reputation you might find that you are able to then go on and um, be someone who reads the stars or someone who um, does a little bit of spiritual advice in a magazine or something like that and that's going to build your reputation a little bit more as well but it's it's not going to be the be all and end all you have a greater gift and i excuse me, (laughs) I keep seeing you going into health retreats and working with people there and I want to encourage you to take on a physical form of um, healing. I keep hearing uh, prana yoga. I don't know if that even exists. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I want you to look at, Doing a form of healing that is kind of like a kinetic form. Uh, do, do, do you identify with being a kinetic type of person?
6: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: So you. I, I think. That's where I
6: started, actually. That's what I had been doing for 20 years is, is all body work. And then I started to kind of work myself more into the spiritual realms of working. Mm. So it's kind of worked out that way. But I do both, actually. But right lately, this is the kind of feeling I've had. I just feel like, um, I've learned, I've got lots, you know, all that the paperwork on the wall and all that, but I just don't really know what direction yet to really put my energy towards, you know. So the book is one thing and that's new for me. So it feels like a lot of new things that I just don't know. And, and I feel very connected to spirit and letting it kind of unfold. Um, It's funny that my feet have been actually bothering me because I've been really walking and hiking and just trying to get really back into shape. So maybe that is what I have been feeling is that sense of like soreness in my legs. But uh, I will do some energy. Yeah, I know that's what that's about. Because I, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I put my feet to go to the bathroom, I just automatically go, "Ugh," oh, you know, because <laughs> mm. I've been doing like ten miles a day, so it's been a lot for me to, to up my exercise at this level. So I...
2: yeah, that that is, yeah, that quite, is a quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, mm. um, you know, fun, funnily enough, when it comes to spirit, they they tend not they tend to, tend to, to turn you turn in a completely different direction unless uh, you've got a deep yearning that's being unfulfilled, or you're um, really supposed to be a very organic person, and you're in something that is completely disconnected. So, like you're in corporate, and you really should be um, out with with your hands in the dirt, sort of thing. And and that's when the spirit will cause you to completely change. I don't feel that for you. I feel mm. like there's a natural progression going on here and you're feeling the energy build up and you're thinking, oh, there's something new going to develop, but actually when it all falls into place in your mind, you'll realize that it's just a, uh, like everything just builds on and, and this is where it's all been leading.
6: I see, I see. Yeah, okay. I, I, got, I got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah Instead I'm, of something
2: new. Yeah. No, it's not it well it is. It will be, but it's a new concept within an old reality. So you you're already doing everything. You your body work, your um your spiritual growth, all of that is leading you into the new position in your life. But you mm-hmm. have to keep going back to what you know in order to grow. So yeah. go back to the body body work, but bring in the clairvoyance with it. it. When you touch people people, and you're doing that work work with them, I feel that you're able able to to draw draw out of them messages from from their own own bodies. So like when you have a kahuna massage, a good kahuna massage therapist will be able to draw out hidden energies that are, within the, the water cellular structure of the, bo- the part of the body that they're touching. And I feel mm-hmm. that that's something that you will be able to draw out of people as well and help to, to to change, release, and transform people. But it's in a very kinetic way. I don't see that this is just something that you, you know, laboriously work on forever. I feel more that this is something that you will end up teaching and creating, you know, school creating like a class, a college around this style. So uh, this is something that's going to help people who identify when they learn in a kinetic way um, and drawing in spirit in that way because... The body itself has its own consciousness and a lot of people forget, they disconnect from that and they're not connected to their body consciousness. You Mm -hmm. are. And so you're able to then create something for them to help them to reconnect. And in doing so, they reconnect with Earth. And then they they become more um, whole. So you're not going to be solo in your work for too long, I don't think. I, but I do feel that this is a period of change. And I keep seeing the number 15 around you, so to keep that as a significant number. And I I also keep seeing 18 months, 18 months. So there's going to be a lot of change between now and 18 months' time, and it will all begin to fall into place for you around then. Okay. Well, thank you
6: so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the messages.
2: Good luck, Patty.
6: Thank you, love. Good night, Patty. Good night, night, Michael. (laughs) Bye.
1: Oh, beautiful energies for everybody tonight.
2: It is, isn't it? It's a lovely night. Uh,
1: Let's see. Bring on Andrea from Tennessee. Hi, Andrea. Hello. Hello. So how can we help you?
3: Yeah, um, I just feel like I am... I'm in the worst, like, financial situation, like, ever in my life. And I just need some guidance, you know, that everything is going to be okay. Um, It's like I'm at my wit's end. I love doing spiritual work. I love helping people. And I just want to know, what do you see?
2: Hi, Andrea. It's nice to meet you. And I I can identify with having money issues I think a lot of people can it's a really can be quite a very frightening experience when Mm -hmm. when you're going through that and it can actually make you a little bit spin out of control and the first thing that I want to encourage you to do is just to ground yourself and center yourself and try and stay centered because that's when you're going to stay in the moment that's when answers are going to come
0: mm-hmm. that's when
2: you're going to be able to look around and see how can i generate the money to get the on top of these bills and i think that you'll find that the answers will come because i keep seeing doors open for you um in the short term i think uh, i i don't normally encourage people to do this but i think there might be some items that you don't need that you could possibly sell mm-hmm. um but I also see you working in on the weekend, and I see you working. Do you do spiritual work like a professional clairvoyant?
4: Not clairvoyant. It's um, life coaching.
2: Okay, I I want to encourage you to get out into fairs, any psychic fairs or um, mind body spirit fairs, mm-hmm. um, any you know personal growth consciousness fairs, anything like that. You need to get out there. So get get in, get some business cards printed, and, and get out there. Okay. Um, also, put your name around to to different places. I can see you taking uh, renting a room one day a week and starting to build a, a little busy practice. So, it's actually in times of need and struggle that we begin to see the right way and mm-hmm. the way forward. I don't feel like everything's going to stop for you I feel like the wheels just need re-oiled and you need to go into a new direction but you need to I, need, I would like to encourage you to use social media and to use um, your what remaining finances you have well to um, just do a little bit of leg work and to get yourself out there and mm-hmm. you'll find that your business will begin to grow do you have a like a normal day job apart from life coaching I do Okay. Um and does that take you away from home much or is it long hours away?
3: Um, just just a regular eight hour day.
2: Okay. Why I I just feel like is it commute that then takes you? Is it, um, do you have it's a not big that commute? Far. No. No? Okay. I don't know why but I keep seeing you being away. Mm. Um Okay, look. If you're working eight hours a day and you don't have far to go to come, go to and from, uh, you can always take clients after work.
4: Yes, and I do.
2: Okay, mm. so you can build a busy practice. You just have to believe in yourself more. Mm -hmm. Take a little bit of your own advice. Rework what you're doing and and look at how you can create a a better structure. And also rework what you're doing and see how you can create tele-seminars and and web seminars and and, um, access more people that way too. Mm -hmm. Your one-on-ones are good, but you need to look at how you can bring groups and get groups involved. Okay. I think that you can... Get a, I keep hearing a budding practice, so I do feel that you can make this happen. Um, but don't don't let yourself get sucked into other people who say that they know more than you. You know enough,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: you're good enough. And that's that's also something that I'm seeing is looking around because you're feeling worried about money, looking around and and seeing what else you can learn. You've you've already got it. You mm-hmm. already know. Okay. okay, you're good enough okay. you're good enough and um at the end of your sessions, ask for a testimonial
4: mhm
2: okay and mm-hmm. and do something about encouraging testimonials, encouraging your your clients to talk to their friends. Okay. It will begin to develop, but look at also the demographic that you are catering for, and see if you can tweak that too. okay, okay. The good thing about having a Facebook page is that on the administration side of it it tells you who the the age group that is most interested in you and their gender, and then that helps you to work out the demographic that you can then uh target so my demographic is women between uh thirty five and forty four mhm um, so you might find that you have a different demographic to me, uh, mm-hmm. but it also it really helps with, with targeting. I mean, I'm sure I'm telling you stuff you already know. So You've, you're very good at what you do. You also have a, a transformational therapy side to you, which yeah. I want to encourage you to really develop.
4: Okay, yeah. And that's what I call myself, a transformational coach. So, yeah.
2: Okay, great. So, um, yeah, do do you ever use Chinese astrology? No. That might be something just to consider looking into. Okay. Um, uh, you probably find out about it on the web, but I I just got a flash in my mind of Chinese astrology as something to help you in your work. Okay. Uh, whether or not you choose to take that into your sessions is up mm-hmm. to you, but it's... I feel it will help you to understand where you're at in your work.
3: Okay, good. Okay. Great.
2: Good luck, Andrea.
3: Thank you so much.
2: Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, dear. Bye-bye.
1: So do you have any uh, plans uh, for anything coming up anytime soon?
2: I have have just been booked in... on the 24th of May to work a psychic fair for a spiritual church that I'm often a guest at um, so that's that's going to be really good um, and I've also got a few things brewing in my business which I don't want to reveal just yet because I have to pay for insurances and things like that and then once I've got everything organized I'm then going to launch a new start, a new aspect in my business uh, which I'm pretty excited about but, um, in the meantime, I'm also taking clients who want to just have spiritual development, not necessarily reading, so i'm doing I'm doing a bit of spiritual development with people just now, which I'm really enjoying
1: nice, oh, it's nice to branch yeah. out into
2: new areas it is, isn't it? It makes it interesting, keeps you on your toes
0: <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that it does, Let's yeah. See. Let's see. We'll grab one more caller. Let's see what we can do for Karen in Massachusetts. Hi, Karen.
5: Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Hi. How are
1: you?
5: Um. Let me see. Probably have a lot of questions, but I was just wondering what you see as far as you know, like um, uh, moving, like moving, and as far as job and career, if you get anything in that, what you're getting.
2: Okay, are you looking to move towards the sun? I don't really know uh I don't have a good perspective as to where Massachusetts is on the map, but I just heard moving to the sun. Does that make hmm. sense? okay, good um, you you need you need to have a job to move to, but you really need to be um i'm I'm hearing job relocator so i I do feel that you're on the right track but you you need to transfer or get a new job in an area that's a much more comfortable place for you to live. And I do feel more along the coastline than the inland or around water. You have to go to water. If you're not going to be on the coast, then you need to be, I don't know, by a big lake or something or a river. You need to be where you can be round water. That's, that's a, a major importance for you and you need to get out and be in the water in the water as well as walking along the water and this is going to help to cleanse you and to reorganize you I feel like you're somebody who's um, very uh, sensitive um, and very your heart is very very sensitive and I feel that there's a lot of hurts that have been banked up there in the past and um, that the water really helps to cleanse and heal and that's why you really need to take that and, and work with that. But don't go anywhere like Seattle where it rains all the time because that kind right. of water is going to be depressing. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> you have to move to the sun. Um, mm. Now, so are, are you finding... You, I'm hearing my job's a bore. Are you finding your job to be quite boring a tiresome?
5: Well, I'm actually not working right now.
2: Oh, well, that's a bore. <laughs> mm. um, do you enjoy your chosen career?
5: Um, yeah, I think so. Um, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of... Let me see. Well, I haven't actually done it in a little while. It's been... Let me see. Like maybe, not quite, maybe quite not quite a year.
2: Okay, well that's not too bad. And um, may may I ask, if, have you ever worked for the government? No. Okay. I keep seeing. Uh, I keep seeing you. Um, Going somewhere where there's a tour guide, they wear gloves and it's like you're going into a big museum or a big area and there, and you're being shown around, um, and I feel like you're going to take on a position that has some big meaning for you, but it has a lot of perks, it has a lot of um, good security. So I, I do feel that there is work coming for you but it, it feels like it's somewhere that is in an important part of your, um, they're saying important historically, so it's an important part of your government's functioning and it feels more like a federal government than a state government facility. Hmm. So, um, like, I don't know if the Smithsonian Institute is federal or state, but, you know, it'd be that sort of thing where there's a guide and, there's, uh, and they wear gloves. And I I see a man with a whistle in his mouth. I see a lot of official pomp and ceremony around where you will end up working. Well, that's interesting. What do you do when um, do you are work well, working?
5: Well, I did do, um, for quite a while, I did home care. But I did a few, you know, jobs temporarily in between.
2: Okay. Well, I, I really would encourage you to look at what you can do that is becoming more working for the government, like a tour guide or like... Uh, um, behind the scenes in like a museum or an art gallery or a place like that where uh, somewhere there where there's historical or important documents or objects and artefacts that are kept where you have to have some regulations around how people conduct themselves. I think that you really need to look at um, broadening your horizons about who you are as a career person and take on, take on a different job that is a little bit interesting. I can see that if you do that, then you'll open yourself up to more, more fields and um, you'll have more, more work come to you. So um, I'd encourage you to look in how you can get a job through the government in doing one of these sorts of jobs or being okay. involved in one of these areas. So you know, once you're in, I don't know about the American government, but with the Australian government, once you're in, even if you're as a cleaner, you're they they tend to hire more in within than they do you know in source instead of outsource a bit. Um, so they'll they'll put a job open um, to their employees and get them to apply. So once you're in, you can climb the ladder. So see what you can do because I think that you you underrate yourself. You've got a lot of skills there. I'd encourage you to go to Resume Writer and to have a complete overhaul of who you are. Okay?
5: Okay. Do you see anything in the relationship area at all?
2: You're not in a relationship just now, are you? No. No. I think that... Uh, relationship is an important aspect of your life, but it's not the most important aspect of your life right now. And I think that what you need to do is get your life sorted out and be in a position where, of stability uh, before you're able to really allow somebody of substance to come through. Okay? So okay. don't be focused so much on having a relationship. Focus more on moving to the sun and getting a, a career having that career move, okay? And then let let the rest of it come because if you're flowing with your values, if you're working with your values, then your life will flow easily and the right people will come to you. If you work against your values, if your heart says no and you still go to, you say yes, you will not get anywhere. You will continuously have dramas and problems. But if your heart says yes, then go. Follow your values. Values are actions, and actions create your life. So if you have valued actions, then you'll have the ability to create the kind of life that you want. Because remember, the earth can be heaven or hell, okay? Right. And, and so the life that you want to create really starts with who you are and what, action, what actions are you take through your value system and what you are, right. are willing to put up with. If if they're in line with your values or not is the other thing. So somebody's being a pig and that's not in part of your values, then you shouldn't have to put up with that. Right. Okay. All right. right. Well, good luck, Karen. It was really nice talking with you. And I hope that you find that place in the sun that you need to be in. Thank
5: you.
1: Good night, Karen. Good night. Oh, Kat, it's so much fun having you back on the show with us.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy it.
1: And time goes by so quickly. So before we uh, run out of time, how can everyone find you again for a private one-on-one reading?
2: I'm at catedwardsclairvoyant.com. So that's cat with a C. And you can also find me at Facebook at Cat Edwards Spiritual Coach and Mentor. And you can friend me on Facebook too. So just type in Cat Edwards and um, you'll see my happy smiling face and just click friend and then I'll friend you.
1: Cool. Well, you have yourself a beautiful day, and I look forward to talking to you again uh, real soon.
2: Well, thanks for having me, and also thanks Craig, Catherine, Danny, Patty, Andrea, and Karen for speaking with me tonight. It was a real privilege and honor to give all those people readings.
1: And we'll see you again in a couple of weeks.
2: Okay. Bye, everybody. Good night, my dear. Bye-bye.
1: Uh, and don't forget, everyone, visit Kat on her website. Let her know how much you appreciate her joining us here. That's why she keeps coming back. She just loves all of you and loves us, of course. And while you're at it, too, visit our website, com. Click on the link, there and help us with a donation. Helps keep us on the air. Helps keep us growing and expanding. And until tomorrow night, everyone have fun, be good, and know that you are loved because Kat loves you, Arlene loves you, God loves you, and so do I.